Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This is part two of a program from June 12th, 2023. Vijay Iyer is my guest. And if you are enjoying this program, if you love Vijay's music, as I certainly do, you probably want to hear all the Deep Focus programs he and I have done. Uh, the first one was on Andrew Hill, who was a foundational influence on Vijay. Second one, one was on Thelonious Monk. And that was on the 75th anniversary of the coming into the existence of WKCR. That was a pretty special one, too. And then we did one on Jerry Allen, who was also somebody whose music meant a whole lot to Vijay and on the occasion of her untimely passing. And this one, they're all oh, really thrilling. And also, if you dig McCoy, Eric Person and I did a program on McCoy Tyner. You can find all these. Go to MitchGoldman.com. Hit the About Deep Focus tab. You'll find a Google search bar in there. And if you just put McCoy or Vijay into that, uh, should pull up all the episodes. You can also go to the hosting site is MitchGoldman.Podbean.com. MitchGoldman.Podbean.com. Go there. You can scroll through over 300 episodes we have up now. There's a lot of stuff for you. So if you're just finding this for the first time, ooh, you got, uh, got a little homework to do. Okay, let's get into it. It's part two of three parts. June 12th, 2023. Vijay Iyer on the topic of McCoy time.
WKCR, and you are music you've never heard from McCoy Tyner. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and that recorded July of 1973. Azar Lawrence, tenor saxophone, Junie Booth on the bass, Alphonse Muzan on the drums. The show is called Deep Focus, and tonight I'm very happy to have Vijay Iyer here with us in the studio. And what, uh, we just heard a couple of pieces we might have misidentified earlier, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, that was not Search for Peace, but if everyone knows what that tune was, the, the first of those two, please uh, get at me, tweet at me or something, because I want to know. Um, yes, but we're hearing uh, the quartet that McCoy Tyner was leading in the 70s with Azar Lawrence sounding a lot like Coltrane. I'll yeah, we were going on uh, <laughs> when in depth about how these guys have evolved away from that and yeah. uh, you know, it's it's a it's a deep well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's hard. It's like very hard to resist, I imagine. Just like McCoy Tyner's playing or at least some kind of facsimile of it is very hard to resist kind of uh, you know, trying to access when you're when you're playing anything in the vicinity of Coltrane's music. Um, hey, if I'm a tenor saxophonist of any level of achievement in 1973 and I'm on stage with McCoy Tyner, how am yeah. I not going to want to... Yeah, it's a dream gig, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And Junie Booth on bass and Alphonse Mouzon lighting it up on the drums. Um, and these, uh, these, these two pieces had... Um, had a kind of more traditional sort of swing uh, impulse in them that uh, was reminiscent, perhaps more so, of Coltrane's quartet, but also of McCoy's music from the 60s, like the stuff, uh, some of the stuff that's on his own albums. Um, and, you know, it's funny because I was, as I was saying just uh, a second ago, like, the idea of imitating some facsimile of what of what people think McCoy is doing, but then when you really listen to what he's doing in a context like this, especially these live performances where, and especially an outdoor live performance where often the energy is kind of go for broke, you know, like it, it's got it's very extroverted, um, which means that you're kind of drawing from all the resources you have as a player, you know. Do you find, is there an impulse to kind of play to the to the back row? Well, you do have to. It's sort of like you have to use your outside voice, you know? Yeah. Um, but because of that, like, what McCoy is doing is not something you could imitate. You know, you could, you would have to just do your own best to do that version of that that is authentic to you. Because there's no way to say, like, oh, I'm going to play those lines or... or even is line the right word for what his right hand is doing yeah. it's sort of this um this flurry you know they're flurries uh or they're these like uh um it's just uh this uh it's, it's like all these like subatomic particles flying around <laughs> that's what it feels like it doesn't feel like you could you would ever want to like notate it or something so it's got this um, 
this real elemental kind of energy to it that uh and and all of this detail and color and energy that's just so alive and so um a little you know uh what i, I don't even know what what word would one use it's sort of like uh uh it's gestural it's grounded rhythmically it's uh it's flying it feels airborne and it feels grounded you know it feels like water it feels like waves it feels like everything at once it's uh, very hard to describe even poetically well, uh, yeah no i i understand that's kind of part of what makes it great is it sort of defies words yeah and categorization and everything but i i find that a lot with any you know if you want to talk about art or music or you know anybody who's making a sincere effort in this and reaches that point where people come to think of their efforts as kind of an idiom when you really go in and whatever it is you know they think of they think of what Cezanne does or what you know a, a dancer does or whoever it might be whatever they're working at that when you explore those what those elements are and you think you have them in your head of mm. what you're going to expect mm. from this artist and then compare it to what they're actually doing yeah they very often do not line up especially if it's somebody who's as inventive as McCoy Tyner and people That's right. you were talking about um that it's even broken down to to the point that people can teach that as a method of how to play. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're going to get to what he's really doing. And listening to this and the spontaneity and inventiveness of what these guys are doing really defies mm. all of that sort of categorization. And Yes, that's right. Talking to Vijay Iyer, you are at Dizzy's. At here in New York City, right, very easily accessible place here in New York and uh, Columbus Circle. Yes. All Every train goes there. there. <laughs> Any taxi driver, you say, take me to Columbus Circle, they know where you're going. <laughs> Uber practically punches itself up. <laughs> you get to Dizzy's. Beautiful room. Fantastic view of the park. Great place to take people from out of town who you want to show them... Uh, little window into how we live day to day in New York City. All of us, <laughs> All of us are in our towers gazing down on Central Park. <laughs> with a 20-foot high window. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's good living, man. Yeah. And so now you play, so you're there the 15th to the 18th of June, 2023, as I'm speaking. And um, mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you, give a little bit more detail about uh, sets and performers and all that. Oh, yeah. Um well, so it's Thursday through Sunday is when we're playing. Thursday, the sets are at 7.30 and 9.30, except on Sunday it's 5 p.m. and 7.30. So you can get the post-church pre-dinner mm -hmm. or whatever whatever it is that you do on a Sunday that accommodates a 5 p.m. concert. Um, think of it as a matinee. Maybe it can be your brunch. You can have that, Bloody that's Mary's right. at 5 right. p.m. <laughs> <laughs> crack of dawn or crack of dusk or whatever. Um, yeah. Sunset and, and over Central Park. That's right. Later sets. And uh, yeah, I'm playing with people I've worked with for many years. Um, the One of the greatest musicians alive, Taishan Sori, 
my dear friend, uh, who I've worked with him for 22 years, will be joining me, and also a bassist named Harish Raghavan, who probably many people know from his long stint in Ambrose Akinmusari's band, um, and he's a very sought-after bassist here in New York. And um, a guest, special guest with us on Friday and Saturday is the great Graham Haynes, legendary cornet, flugelhorn player, composer, and um, magician. I don't know. Yeah. And he has not been playing frequently. Well, he lives in Brazil, it turns out. <laughs> he went and got himself married to somebody who lives there. And uh, so he. It, this is a pandemic-era move for him. So he comes through back through town every now and then and hits me up and says, hey, you got any gigs? <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out I did. Um, so, yeah, it's, all, it's such a joy honor and thrill to play with him and he he can make he can make anything sound good i don't even have to give him a chart i'll just like say play and then he'll make it he'll make the music better and uh, i don't even have to say it actually i can just kind of yield to him and then there it is well i've heard you in many many formats and uh haven't hit a clam once they're all (laughs) each fascinating jewels in their own way and i'm sure this is going to be no exception how do you choose i mean you play how many venues have i heard you perform in new york you did miller theater not too long ago you're at the vanguard or you're at i mean do you is that something that you craft and consider and think about or which venue which venue and what you're going to present at each one and oh um I mean, I go where I'm invited. I guess I'll put it that way. <laughs> and um, and then it's sort of, uh, you know, what or how many musicians will they pay for? Mm-hmm. And so then that'll sort of, okay, with that, we can make this happen. Who's around? Okay, these people are around. Okay, we'll do this. You know, it's, off, it's a kind of different factors in the mix. But the core of it is like, who do I, I trust, or who in this larger musical family that we're all in um, would be ready to just fire it up at a moment's notice and just start playing, like, start creating with me? Who, who can, with whom can I channel? You know, it's basically that, that's the dynamic. Um, and then what, you know, maybe it's like, what will be, the repertoire that will work on that occasion. Am I creating new stuff? Um, is it a Vijay Iyer greatest hits band? <laughs> uh, hopefully not. But um, you know, it's also it's mainly like, can the can we feature enough aliveness so that it's not too much of our repertoire? You know, mm-hmm. so that like what we've been hearing with Mr. Tyner's music, that kind of sense of, okay, yeah, this is this is the song, but it's not the song only. You know, it's something beyond that that has no name and cannot be written down, you know, and is unique to its moment, and all of that that's happening. So that's kind of what I am trying to get to. I'm trying to access 
whatever it is that these guys are accessing. <laughs> well, let me talk to the listeners for a minute. Vijay, I'm going to ask you to take your headphones off for a minute. Don't listen to this. This is between me and them. If you like this show, if you listen to Deep Focus and you go, man, how did I miss that? I wish I could have been a fly on the wall at the half note in 1965 when Wes Montgomery was playing, or I wish I could have been there in this place when... Okay, this is what it's about. This is what Deep Focus is about. It's about getting off your sofa and getting away from those MP3s or even your lovingly archived LPs and being there when the music happens. The real way to be with this music is when you are breathing with the musicians on stage and creating it with them. You create the music when you're in the audience. And there is no greater opportunity for this than hearing Vijay Iyer this week. And I recommend make your way to Dizzy's. You'll be, not for me, not for Vijay, for you. You owe it to yourself to have this experience. Maybe 50 years from now, Deep Focus will still be going and someone will be <laughs> talking about this night at Dizzy's with Vijay Iyer. It's uh, make your plans, jazz.org. And it's sun, uh, Thursday through Sunday, the 15th through the 18th of June here in New York City. Dizzy's at Jazz at Lincoln Center. Thank you, sir. Uh, um, the, pff, I thank wasn't you. listening to any of that. Good. Okay, you put your headphones back on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Come back and join us. Uh, more. more. What could be better than this? How about more? Yeah. It's the Pori Jazz Festival, July 14th, 1973. McCoy Tyner leading the quartet. Azar Lawrence, tenor and soprano saxophone. Junie Booth on the bass. Alphonse Muzan on the drums. And it's WKCR. It's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Here we go. You ready? Thank you. 
Time to BBC. Yep, 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 yep. It's Deep Focus, June 12th, 2023, a Monday night. It's oh, right around uh, 8 p.m., a little bit after now here in New York City. And you're with us. You've heard two parts of the three of this show featuring Vijay Iyer on the topic of McCoy Tyner 
And uh, what can I say? I'll see you over at part three. I, I love every one of these shows. <laughs> I hope you do. If you do, please do let us know. It's uh, We are in it. Man, I'm right there with you. Okay.